Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. This episode is brought to you by the Confident Woman Collective. The Collective is an amazing place to get together where you can have everything all in one place. I know I've searched for places to grow from coaches, whether it's professionally, personally, really all the different ways that you can grow and find a coach. And in order to do that, you're spending a ton of money on all these coaches to fulfill all the needs we have to be able to grow into our most confident self. So what's unique about the collective is you have all these guides, experts, ladies that are, you know, experts in different disciplines of life that are coming together in one place so that you can just have one membership that fulfills all the needs that you have to help become your most confident self. All right, ladies, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Jade. Jade is a life coach, multidimensional energy worker, and conscious creation expert who is using a mix of energy, mindset, work, NLP, and hypnosis to help her clients create freedom by overcoming mental fear, programmed limiting beliefs and patterns, and self-sabotaging behavior. She guides women in their path of soul evolution and finding purpose and fulfillment in their lives. Through her experience working with the subconscious mind and so many women overcome self-doubt, fear, and limiting beliefs, she came to realize that many of our mental and energetic blocks run so much deeper. Obsessed with the soul journey, past lives, and ancestral healing, she now focuses on supporting women breaking our self-sabotage and our toxic behavior, as well as our negative thought patterns that hold us back from creating true freedom and stepping into that higher version of themselves and the next level of success. Jade believes that if you desire it, then it must be meant for you. All fear is programmed and we can get back to our soul original design by healing our wounds, removing the root beliefs programmed in all levels of our consciousness and completing lessons that our soul set out to learn to break these cycles for good. So if that doesn't speak to you, I don't know what does, because if you're not a human, then you know you cannot relate to that. So this is like, we're going to go deep. We're going to dive into all the goodness. Jade is just an expert and just so full of just wealth and knowledge and just really just passionate about empowering you to become just free, your true self and who you're created to be. So Jade, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. So tell me, you know, your bio is just so fascinating in all the things and all the works that you, you help women um, really just get to the root of who they are. And that's their authentic self. And within that, that journey comes that freedom. And so I'm curious, how did you get started in, in this work? Let's talk about, um, you know, did you have a story that kind of came with this? Like, was this something that you had to uh, learn to overcome? And now you're like, oh my gosh, I got to help women just get to where they're at and really find out who they are. Yeah. So it's quite interesting, actually, because I started off um, started off as a yoga teacher. I started off working um, with just transformation in general. And I kind of started working in the confidence, you know, working with people, how to believe in themselves a little bit more. And I really got into mindset. But it's when I started to delve into my own soul journey that I actually started to realize that there's so much more to us, you know. And I started to kind of like 
venture into these different forms of healing. I had an Akashic Records healing. Um, I started to go deep into my own past lives, which brought up kind of a lot of crazy things. I opened up a can of worms. (laughs) And I remember the woman saying, like, once you open the box, once you start, you can't go back. You know, once you open Pandora's box, you don't know what you're going to get. So, yeah, I went on this really, really kind of deep journey into my own soul. And then it was funny because the people that were my guides that were healing me um, were telling me, like, you're supposed to do this as well. You're not, you know, you might be great. You'll be successful as a mindset coach and working with people's minds. But that's not actually what your sole purpose is. Your sole purpose has its own and all of our souls do. They have their own original frequency. And, you know, it could be compassion. It could be love. And mine was actually freedom. And freedom from um, mental fear, freedom from limitation, and to help people really overcome, you know, feeling trapped and stuck, but really aligning with their own soul frequency, because we all are created with a beautiful frequency, but through past lives and incarnations, the channels get blocked. And the way the soul works, if you don't um, complete an evolutionary cycle, if you don't learn a lesson in this lifetime, you take it into the next lifetime with you. Mm. So I ended up kind of clearing these blocks um, through lifetimes that I'd kind of accumulated. And I did a lot of work on my own ancestral line. And then it just kind of like materialized from there. And I kind of realized that, hold on a minute. You know, we can work on the mind, we can work on our behavior, if it's procrastination, if it's sabotage, if it's, you know, relationships, whatever it is, it normally comes down to the fact that we don't think we're good enough, you know, we don't think we're worthy of receiving, or we can't give ourselves unconditional self-love, you know, our love has conditions to it. And I noticed that when I was doing really well in life, when I was making loads of money, when I looked good, it was really easy to love myself. However, Mm -hmm. When things weren't going so well, that's when I really struggled. And I learned that the soul will keep attracting experiences to you until you learn the lesson that you're meant to learn. So if that lesson is self-love, if that lesson is self-worth, your soul will keep attracting experiences to you until you learn that lesson. It's kind of saying like, hey, like, listen, you need to learn that lesson. But we don't often transform these lessons, you know, our ego gets attached and we end up repeating patterns and they show up in our life over and over again as negative cycles and negative patterns. And so, yeah, I started to really delve into the levels of consciousness and it kind of just kind of went off from there, really. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, this is such a powerful just statement right there. It's like when we really start seeing these same lessons appear in our life, we can't just ignore them. We can't just be like, oh my gosh, there it is again. Something bad's happening. It's like, no, we have to be open to receive it and say, wait a minute, didn't I just do this? Didn't I just experience this? Didn't I just learn something? And I love that you had mentioned that because it's true. It's life will always show us the same lesson, even though we may have overcome certain, um, you know, the, the lesson in a certain area of our life, it doesn't mean that it's gone forever. We're going to see this appear in different uh, facets in other areas of our lives as well. Yeah, that's it. And you know what? Sometimes you're like, I've worked on this. Why is this coming up again? Like I've done loads of work on this and loads of girls or women and, you know, all sorts of people that I work with. They're like, you know, I've done so much work on this. It's getting frustrating. But what happens is you might feel different or you might overcome a particular situation. Like say you're starting a business 
and you feel good enough to start that business but then something else happens you meet a guy and then you don't feel good enough all over again and the way that it works is you attract these patterns but in different situations in our lives so you know we're multi-layered there's more to us than what we think there are layers um you know there's complexity we're multi-dimensional our soul is multi-dimensional so you know sometimes you think you've worked through something but the pattern shows up again because you haven't really got to the root of you know why you don't feel worthy so you can tell yourself you're worthy and you love yourself every day but until you heal the wound I believe the soul wound around why you don't feel worthy in the first place it is going to keep repeating but in different situations in your life and it can get really frustrating Right. And so how, you know, if, if somebody's going about their life and they just kind of see these as like superficial things that I just don't feel worthy to receive me, like how, where does that, that switch kind of get flipped and say, oh, it's because of X, Y, and Z and kind of getting them deeper into the root. So do many uh, people, do they realize that there is a root cause or are they just looking at it as a situational result of, of their actions? They're looking at the behaviour often enough. They're like, you know, I'm procrastinating. I'm, um, I keep meeting guys. This keeps happening. I keep sabotaging this, or this keeps happening. And where I started working with mindset, I kind of realised that, you know, we think, right, I need to work on the subconscious mind because that's how I started my journey. I need to reprogram my subconscious mind. But the thing is, sometimes these beliefs are ancestral. We don't only have a subconscious mind. We have a conscious mind, a subconscious. We have the superconscious, which is our higher self, but we also have other layers to our consciousness. So we have our ancestral consciousness and we have our soul life history or soul has a history. And sometimes, you know, these beliefs are programmed into deeper layers. So sometimes we just don't even look that deep. We start to look at the behavior like I need more motivation. I need more willpower. How can I become more productive? And we think that we need to add more to who we are. But it's really about unlearning unlearning it's about stripping back the layers it's about going you know taking those layers off of you to understand why you're doing the things you do so a lot of the time I think that people really do focus on trying to become more motivated you know trying to get more organized and they focus on the result which is the behavior but they don't really look at the fact that maybe you know I feel unworthy but why and often you know we don't know because sometimes it goes so deep and this is where I can sometimes go a lot deeper and I can see a lot deeper into why that is, because sometimes it is something to do with your ancestral line. And sometimes it is something to do with your soul life history. And there's a collective energy. The collective and society also affects us. So something can shift in the, in the collective and it can affect you even after you've done loads of work. Right. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's like us humans. We're very complex. We are not just simple beings and creatures that just, you know, get autopiloted and just walk through life. Sometimes we can just form that behavior that, that you know, that becomes the result. But you had mentioned, you know, the, the different conscience levels. Can you briefly walk through those again? Um, actually, just name what those were. I think, believe there was four. And then if you could kind of just explain what they are for somebody who's listening is like, oh, I didn't even realize there were so many different conscience mm-hmm. levels, conscious levels. So, yeah, if you don't mind just repeating what those are and then kind of briefly explaining. So we have our our conscious mind, which is, you know, we're all very aware of that. We have the subconscious mind and a lot of mindset coaches and a lot of people talk about the subconscious mind in hypnotherapy. That's what we kind of focus on, the kind of unconscious programming. However, there is an ancestral consciousness. 
So there is, there are beliefs, okay, or there might be a wound or a trauma that's happened in your ancestral line. That trauma or that wound hasn't been healed. So what happens is it creates a belief and that belief gets ingrained in your ancestral consciousness. So it might be something that's happened many, many years ago through the ancestral line. You're not even aware that it exists, you know. Then you have your soul life history, which is your past life. So if something happened, a trauma happened in your past life, a belief will get ingrained through a memory into your soul into your soul life history consciousness which is another layer it kind of when you see the diagram it kind of works in layers out you know you get like the body and then you get a layer around it which is your aura so it kind of goes in that order and then it works further out and then after your soul life history there's a collective consciousness so if something in the collective shifts for example the belief you know there's a lot of beliefs around women being married by a certain age or you know like these these beliefs that make you feel not good enough. And if something in the collective is going around, if there's fear going around in the collective, which we've been experiencing a lot lately, if there's in, there's beliefs in society, then that is also going to affect what you believe. You know, we 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 are affected what what the collective believes. If there's a belief in your community around being single at a certain age, and that's going to make you not feel good enough, that is going to affect how how you are brought up um, from a kind of nurturing level but also from an energetic level as well so what happens is you know we believe that emotions thoughts and behaviors that there's good and bad that you shouldn't feel a certain way like you shouldn't feel anger or resentment because that's bad but it's actually not bad there's no such thing as good and bad emotions if someone hurts you you're okay to feel angry or resentful because to deny yourself that emotion is to deny yourself essentially being human right Mm -hmm, right. it's okay to feel it as long as you feel it you experience it, you process it, you understand and acknowledge it, and then you move on. What is damaging is when we get attached to the pattern, you know, an addictive pattern of feeling resentful, an addictive pattern of feeling angry. That's when it becomes a problem. And the ego kind of attaches onto that pattern and gets stuck in what we call an ego loop. And it becomes a little bit like part of our identity. And then we don't transform that experience into a lesson for our soul evolution. And we keep repeating it over and over again. And then your soul just keeps attracting these circumstances and situations over and over again until you learn the lesson. So, you know, it's important that we understand that sometimes things keep happening to us, not because we're doing something wrong, but because we haven't healed a wound that may have occurred in all those different levels because we're so complex. Yes. And so if you haven't healed a wound in any of those levels and we're carrying the, you know, if we go through our ancestral line for hundreds of, I mean, how far, how far are we talking back? Thousands <laughs> all the way of years? back. All the way back, I guess. Yeah. All the way back. Yeah. All the way back. So if we think about it though, like, man, that's some heavy baggage we're carrying, right? Like, mm-hmm. but how do we begin to sort through all those different levels and knowing what to keep and what to discard. Cause I would imagine that some of these negative beliefs are, they, they served a purpose at some point in their life, but yet is it safe to say that we could take some of those because they're actually there for protection? Do you know what society changes? Okay. If you look at the subconscious mind, the reason why we overthink is because we evolved, um, 
to unfamiliar territory would have meant a threat, right? As, right? as we were evolving. But there isn't a threat anymore. So every time we step into unfamiliar territory, that actually means expanding a lot of the time and right. like stepping out of your comfort zone. But we've been evolved to think that the brain has evolved to think that that's danger. So we get anxiety and we overthink and we think, right, what could go wrong? So that isn't actually serving us. So things that might have served us before don't actually serve us anymore. Um, a lot of the time, you know, being uncomfortable isn't a bad thing. Um, people pleasing you know if you think about how we evolved not being accepted into a tribe or community might have meant danger many 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 years ago but now you know we don't need to be approved by others in order to live our lives and that's why a lot of us struggle to be authentic the way that um, I work is I look at the pattern. So what pattern is showing up in your life? I'm going to use myself as an example. So, for example, as I was starting off my journey um, as an entrepreneur that I kept making loads of money and then it kept getting taken away from me. And I'd be like, what's going on here? And it kept happening over and over again. And every time it kind of I'd, I'd like not make as much money, I'd start to feel really unworthy. And I'm in a really happy relationship and things are going really well. But when I started to do this work, I started to go, what I do is I take you on a timeline journey. And I started to look at these different experiences and then it just came to me and I was like oh my god I've got this crazy weird fear that if I don't make money that um, I'm not good enough and if I don't have money my boyfriend's gonna leave me and I had all these but they were weird because in my conscious mind I didn't believe that but when I got to the root of it that was actually programmed on an ancestral line because what I do is I test the levels of these beliefs Our patterns come from a belief, a root fear. So what I can do is I can test what level. Is it in your conscious mind? Is it in your subconscious? Is it in your ancestral? Is it in your soul life history? And then we remove the programming because your soul is simply waiting for you to give it a command. All we have to do is give it consciously. A lot of the time we're not consciously evolving. And that's what conscious creation really is. We talk about manifestation, but it is a process of conscious creation because consciousness creates your reality. So if you've got beliefs deeply ingrained within any level of your consciousness, that's why we're manifesting what we don't want a lot of the time. You know, it can get really annoying. So, yeah, a lot of the time... um, some of these beliefs, there was someone in my ancestral line that believed, you know, I came, I'm half Chinese and way back in my Chinese lineage, they were very materialistic and they believed that if you didn't have a lot of money, no one would want you. And there was a belief that if you was alone and old, you were going to suffer. And it's these words, it's these trigger words. I had these beliefs and they don't resonate with me at all because I don't believe that. But when I started to go deep into the work, that was kind of like a root belief. We have a lot of beliefs, okay, and they kind of work together against us. And one triggers another, and then they all work together against you. But there's a root belief that's often a bit, seems a bit crazy, but there is a root belief that, you know, is supporting all the other beliefs. So if you get at the root, all the others come tumbling down. Right. And so, you know, it's kind of crazy. It's like thinking that we here today, the present, have the responsibility to go mend and heal the wounds of our ancestors Mm -hmm. as if it's, you know, we're like, why are we victims to your issues from way back when? Why is this my problem today? But in reality, it does. I, I understand like how this ancestral and like you know, coming, um, you know, as a woman of faith, you know, with God even says, I will, I will um, tell, how is it uh, with your ancestors, generation after generation after generation will be cursed because of X, Y, and Z. And so Um, in the Bible, even, you know, God even says this. And so it's just kind of cool when you think of it, you're like, some of it, you're just like, 
well, that doesn't make sense. Like my ancestors are dead. Well, you might think of that only like, you know, from your grandmother to your great grandmother to double great to the triple great. And do we really go back to four great grand, you know, all the way to 700 great grandmas ago or something like that. And so it gets passed along the line. And so, you know, it's really up to us as, as the here and now responsibility to kind of nip that and correct it. Because if you're seeing this pattern, you're only going to continue this, this, uh, you know, pattern again into your children and their children's children and children's children. So it's really up, up to us to stop that today and get to the root and start healing it. Um, now, how do you, how do you know when that's your belief? Uh, you said that there's a way for you to go all the way back to these ancestral lines to figure out that it wasn't just your belief, but it was something that was inherited and passed on. Mm. Um, now, how do you begin to heal their wounds, which in turn are your wounds as well? Yeah, so the way it works is there's a karmic connection. So I do a healing that kind of breaks the karmic connection because the way the soul learns lessons is through duality. So we live in a world of contrast, a 3D reality. So you've got good and bad, you know, light and dark. We live because the best way that we can learn lessons is through contrast so say for example a soul comes into this lifetime and it says i want to learn the lesson of compassion um it might decide to be um, born into a family that's dysfunctional with no compassion because the best way to learn something is to go without something and then you might go throughout your whole lifetime not having any compassion or being shown compassion and then eventually you learn to give yourself that compassion same as self-love right you learn to give yourself what you need so We are born into a reality of duality. That's why we choose to be human, because that's how we can learn. So often during a lifetime, if you have something done to you in the next lifetime, the soul has to be both the giver and the receiver. So if you have been you want to learn the lesson of betrayal, you will be betrayed. But in the next lifetime, you'll be the betrayer. So you learn two sides of the coin and that's how you truly learn the lesson. But it creates a karmic connection. And sometimes like that loop I spoke about, we get stuck in that karmic connection and it keeps going back and forth. So I do a healing to break that karmic connection. So you say, okay, I've transformed the lesson. I don't want to experience this reality anymore. And it's the same with the ancestral. I do a healing which breaks all the karmic calls, all the connections, and just generally heals that wound. Because if you think if you can inherit trauma, you can heal up and down the line as well, you know. And it's not just an energetic point of view, but, you know, medically, they say that when a woman is um, born as a baby, she is born with all of her cells and her ovaries within her body. So whatever happens to her as she grows up, when she does actually develop into a woman who can have children, her eggs, her future eggs or ovaries, they were actually part of her body as cells. So biologically, we can also inherit trauma, you know. So if you can inherit stuff, you can also send healing both ways. So, yeah, you're right. It is our responsibility to kind of, I think it is a nice responsibility to maybe break those generational patterns. But also, I think for ourselves as well, you know, because if you want to create a life that's really going to serve you and make you happy, it's good to get rid of negative patterns. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just carrying around your own baggage and then uh, everyone else. Yeah, God, only knows <laughs> you're yeah. like, damn it, this thing's heavy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, when you start to identify those things. And so how you know, if somebody were to work with you and through the process, like what is a, a I don't want to say like a, you know, one size, so it's all kind of typical time frame, but like, no. when do you start to really just acknowledge that? And you, in when do you realize 
when you've healed it or begin to let go. Cause like you said, you can maybe heal in a, in a one-off situation, but yet is that healing healed forever once you get to the root or is it just going to reappear in these different, um, you know, areas of our life? No, once you've healed it, that's it. You've, you've completed an evolutionary cycle of your soul. So the way that I work is I, I break the karmic cords. I do a healing. We transform the lesson in a conscious way. And then basically you're saying to your soul, you, we actually deprogram it and reprogram in all the levels. And that's it. Your soul will no longer need to attract those situations anymore because you've completed and transformed that soul lesson. So therefore that breaks those patterns. And that's why this work is so powerful. And I'm so passionate about it because not only have I been doing it to myself but I've been doing it to my clients for a really long time and I've actually seen it you know like where they no longer believe that they're not good enough to do that they no longer believe that they can't speak their truth they no longer believe they're not worthy of receiving love once you like I said your soul is waiting for you to consciously give it that command once you give it that command your soul actually upgrades it goes through an evolutionary cycle it upgrades it transforms that transforms that lesson not only in this lifetime, but it means you're not going to take the lesson into the next lifetime. So it's onto the next lesson. Right. Oh, I love that. I love <laughs> it. Different lesson. <laughs> yeah. And it totally makes sense because if we look at it, we are, we are a, a soul inside of our body. So we're, mm-hmm. you know, when we look at it, we are a spiritual being living a human existence, not a human being yeah. living a spiritual existence, but yet how does that flip on its head? So like we can come at it from a spiritual, uh, you know, our soul, but yet how do we, how does your mind then get the message from the soul. Like the soul's like, all right, cool. You need to just forget that thought that will turn into the behavior. So now how does the soul work with the mind to then tell the the physical body to react or respond differently? Well, it's really your consciousness. So I'm healing the soul wound, but we're reprogramming the levels of consciousness. So there's Mm. two different things going on here. We're finding out the wound. What is the wound around not feeling worthy? Healing that soul wound around self-love or or self-worth. But then I'm going into individual level of consciousness and deprogramming the old belief and reprogramming a new belief. Your soul is communicating with you all the time, you know, uh, intuition, thoughts, feelings, emotions that we don't understand. That's how our soul communicates with us a lot of the time so once you've reprogrammed the subconscious you've reprogrammed the conscious and all those deeper levels your consciousness shifts and once your consciousness shifts your belief shift and when your belief shift your behavior shifts so you know we are belief driven beings you know our beliefs are driving our behavior at all times and mindset says it's think feel act you know you get thought it creates a feeling that determines how you act so if your if your consciousness shifts then that's why it's so powerful because you're creating from within, you know, you're shifting your consciousness and that's determining how you act. But also remember how we see our reality and perceive our reality is also based on our consciousness. So yeah, it's through the reprogramming and deprogramming of the consciousness through beliefs and the beliefs have been formed because of the soul wounds, which have now been transformed and healed. So it's got a whole process from start to finish. Right. So it's almost like, you know, that analogy of uh, if you have an iPhone, you're wiping the iOS clean, right? So every every so often we get that update and it's and it's just reprogramming the iOS processor, which is just basically our blueprint and our way of thinking. And so we're, we're rewiring that belief pattern now with beliefs that are, you know, more conducive and more, you know, beneficial to the outcomes of where we want to be. So it's really just this empowering belief 
versus the disempowering beliefs where we feel unworthy, unloved, unnoticed, unappreciated, and ultimately, like you said, to the core of not enough. So I think, you know, we, like you said, we, we as humans, there's always that underlying core because even when our, in our deepest, darkest moments of like this alone time, we can always feel, is it enough? Therefore, am I enough? And so, you know, if, if we are kind of just programmed to go through life and not really taking that time to sit with self and just be in that present moment, um, you know, in silence or through meditation or just being out in nature or like music or something that really ignites to get your body into that highest, uh, the higher conscience, conscious level of your higher self. Where, like, what are some other tips that you can, um, you know, really I guess, kind of lean towards getting to that versus just feeling like, I don't know, just the, my life is a mess and all these things are happening and, and feeling like the whole world is crushing on you. So like, where do you kind of shift that so that that individual can get to that moment of silence to really hear what that inner thought in your soul is telling, trying to tell you? Yeah. So do you know what? I always, I always find it really comforting because I've had a lot of trauma and a lot of suffering in my life. And do you know what? I think remembering that your soul chooses everything that happens to you for the, for the purpose of learning a lesson, you know, and we experience these vibrations of joy and sadness in this lifetime because we're human. But once we become soul, once we go into spirit, it, it, it is all love, you know, remembering that we are love all the time. So I think remembering like, why what is the lesson here what am I trying to learn this doesn't feel good at the moment but be it allowing yourself to feel negative emotions like there are no good and bad don't block off your emotions your emotions are there to heal you and emotions are just energy moving through your body emotion means energy in motion once we understand that you know that that's all it is it's energy dance put a song on move that emotion move that energy through your body dance go for a run walk do whatever you need to do journal it out put a sad song on sing your heart out you know do whatever it is you need to do um, to move that energy through your body and then you will start to calm down and then start to ask yourself why why am I feeling sad why did that bother me why did that trigger me what could be the lesson here what could I learn from this that I could take forward and when you start to figure out why you start to see the pattern and you start to notice, you know, what what, what am I trying to learn here? What's the lesson? And then you can start to figure out what the belief is. And the thing is, most of us don't make that connection that it comes from a belief. You know, why am I so sad that this hasn't happened? Why am I so devastated? Well, because I care what other people think of me. And why do I care what other people think of me so much? Oh, because I don't feel good enough. Or I feel that I need approval to feel worthy, which is a big one. I feel I need approval to be worthy. Okay, and where does that come from? As you start to go deeper and deeper and deeper, that's when you realise, actually, I have a belief here that I'm not worthy as I am, that other people's opinions matter, that I need to impress people, that I need to be this, I need to be that, whatever it is. And that's when you can start to figure out there's a belief there. Where's that coming from? I need to heal the wound around why I don't feel worthy because it could be in this life, which it may well be. It could be in past lives. It could be deeper. It could be ancestral. It could just be because everyone around you has always felt unworthy and now you do. You know, there's many reasons. And like once we get into that, we start to inquisit and go deeper and figure out what is really going on here. What is going on on a deeper level? And then we can start to heal that wound and think, okay, I can reprogram this. This isn't who I am. It doesn't have to be who you are. 
Right. And I love that you mentioned that because, you know, more or less, you're you're taking your own journey and turning it, you know, from from being a victim to the victor of your own story, and your own, you know, ancestral lineage, kind of all these all these years, because you can go back and be like, well, this is why and you become the victim. And it's just like, you know, taking that ownership and responsibility to start looking inside and asking yourself, but wait, why, why, why? Mm -hmm. And with every, every layer that you uncover to go deeper and ask why and gets down to the root. And that's where you can really shine the light on and say, was this mine or was this passed on? Where did this come from? Why do I, why did I inherit it? Did I, you know, adapt it to, to fit me in a certain time? Is this something I've adopted through society and culture? And so really getting crystal clear on that questioning of why. And I think it's so important to just be curious, be curious about everything, because like you said, life will continue sharing, showing up, you know, the same message, the same lesson, the same thing. And you got to come at it with eyes wide open and be like, whoa, wait, didn't we just do this? Didn't this happen here? How can I change this and start really looking inside? Because like I said earlier, it's like when you have that, the level of awareness, you're able to connect with yourself on a soul level. That's not just me, myself and I, there's that dynamic duel. We are beyond just Mm. this physical being. That's it, exactly. And I think, you know what, one of the biggest things is this wound of separation, believing that we're all not connected, you know, believing that, you know, we're all separate from one another and it causes so much divide. But just remembering that, you know, we are all connected. There are deeper layers, taking responsibility. And it's funny that you talk about the victim thing because how our soul learns lessons is from victim to persecutor consciousness. And that's what I was talking about, duality. We go for one lesson, being the victim to being the persecutor, being the victim, being the persecutor in different lifetimes because that's how you truly learn a lesson, not to have something done onto you, but doing that same thing onto others. And we create that connection. And sometimes we just need to break it. And, you know, I believe a lot of us in this life, we're here to break some of these patterns that aren't serving us at this time you know I believe a lot of the time like also I mean if you look at it on a society in a society level like my parents generation they didn't deal with their stuff as much they kind of brushed it under the carpet and they kept up with the Joneses and you know they didn't let the neighbors know what was going on and it was very so much you just get on with it you know but I think like now the people now our generation we're very much more like hands-on up to yeah. taking responsibility and healing's a beautiful thing. And that's why I just think it's an amazing time that we're living in. Right. And, and, you know, sometimes when we hear that word healing, it just seems a little bit like, Oh, that's deep and heavy. And uh, I'm, I'm not there. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. Right. But then also how, how heavy is it carrying around your baggage and all everyone else's? So it's like, we have to do the work. We have to put a stop to it. And it's like, you know, you have to ask yourself, how long can you keep living in the way that you're living in, in that, uh, living a life that's best of you know service and, and to yourself, to others, um, a life that is filled with freedom, love, compassion, empathy, you know, and a true identity of just being you. But yet that's kind of the journey is like, but who am I? So that's really the yeah. question when you get down to the root of it is that's where the true freedom comes in is when you when you allow yourself and give yourself permission to be your most authentic self. So that's, again, going back into your, um, you know, I encourage everyone just spend some alone time with yourself, like get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the beauty and magic is, because you develop a relationship that goes beyond yourself. It is into your, your soul level, your higher power, your um, conscious connection and all the things that, that really we are looking externally to fill. 
are internally there. We have to seek and find it. So nothing externally is going to fill a void for something that's been damaged or longing or, or created on our own. And so, you know, we, we tend to look for external solutions to internal problems. That's it. And you know what? So many of us are looking for someone to fix us or looking yeah. outside ourselves for the answers. But really and truly, it, I know it sounds cheesy and corny, but it really is about going within. And it yeah. it does take courage, you know, to, to turn around and face face some of the stuff that's scary, that feels like it's very dark or, you know, it feels like you're just not ready to go there. Growing, expanding, evolving, it's scary or it's hard. But you know what's harder? Being in a job that you hate, you know, getting up every day and having to put on a mask and pretend you're fine when you're not having to pretend you're someone else when you're not you know or feeling unfulfilled you know getting up every day and just not feeling excited about the life that you're living all of that is exhausting and for me that's a lot harder when you look at it it's very easy to say you know well we just get on with it but for me that is just so much harder and like anything it's like confidence it's like a muscle it can be grown the more you do it the easier it gets and you actually end up believe it or not falling in love with the process and starting to enjoy it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I can agree to that because I'll be honest, like when I first started my own journey of self-discovery and, and personal development and all the things, and, and I was just like, I was just looking at this mountain of just, just crap. It was just <laughs> trauma, suffering, pain, grief, loss, abuse, all these things. And I'm thinking, well, that was just mine. But now when, you know, we look back at the line, I'm like, Oh crap. I I'm, I've got this mountain is maybe the top of it is mine because I'm adding to the top, but yet I got to go deep into the bear, you know, on, on discovering in discovering all these other things that my ancestors had to overcome. But yet when you look at it, it could seem so daunting and so scary. And so just like, you just want to shut the door and, and turn the light off and just bury yeah. it and pretend it doesn't exist. But you know, when we, when we tackle anything and kind of using that, um, there's like that analogy, like, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Cause it's so big and it's like standing in your room, like, but you take one bite at a time. Right. So we're not trying to take down this entire big challenge all at once. They're bite-sized things or just sifting through each of the areas that have caused you maybe the most pain that is current in today's life. And then you're going to eventually uncover the, like you said, the red thread that ties things together and getting Mm -hmm. down to the, to the root. And those kind of come through like your own childhood experience all the way back then. But yet there can also be things that had happened, you know, trauma in, in your adult life here too, as well. So, you know, having, having, uh, you know, shifting that perspective, realize you don't have to do it all and do it all at once, but yet acknowledge the areas that are holding you back today in the areas that you wish to improve upon, and then go turn that light switch on and go find that article or that piece or whatever you want to call it and sift through it. And then once you've managed to heal that, you, you can just move on. And so slowly over time, this is the beauty of a life journey is that it's not over in a weekend. It's not over in a month. It's the constant showing up for yourself to sift through those areas that were holding you back. And when you really do shine that light on, that's where you start questioning, where did this come from? How did it get here? Is it mine? Do I want to keep it? Do I not? What do I, what do I do with this article of clothing or whatever, you, you know, use whatever word it is that best suits your analogies and getting down to the root of it and saying, okay, well, I've asked all those questions. I feel at peace with this. I'm going to discard it or I'm going to carry it with me for the next thing because it had a purpose then. It could possibly serve me in the future as well. So it's kind of like that that unpacking, right? That taking the time, taking the patience, having the courage, 
giving yourself that love and compassion. And even though it could feel so dark and lonely in this journey to unpacking and getting to the root of it, the beautiful thing is that even though it's it's your journey and it feels unique, you're not alone because others go through this as well. And there's people like yourself that have really just provided that safe space for women to come and help have somebody help kind of clean out that closet with them and for them so that they can get there with confidence and having, you know, I think for me, what I've learned is one of the biggest, uh, biggest hindrances that feeling like we have to go on this journey alone, but yet mm. knowing that somebody is there to support you because you're going to need somebody to lean on. You're going to have to have somebody just kind of help guide or shift or, you know, point you in the direction, but it really is ultimately up to you to take that step forward. Nobody could do that hard work for you. This is your, yeah. your journey. And you need the help. And so, Jade, this has been incredible because this is what you do for the for your clients. And just knowing, like, listen, I've been there. I know what it feels like. And I'm going to sit in this safe space. And I'm going to be there for you through it all. And I'm going to help you get to the root of your healing so that you can have that freedom, freedom to be you and freedom to just be exactly what you want and create the life you love. That's it. And it's also important just to remember that, you know, when you take a step forward, the universe takes a step forward towards you. You know, you take that step forward and show that you're worthy and committed. The universe rolls out the red carpet and says, here's the next step. You're like, we're, you know, so just important to remember that, that sometimes we just need to like take that first step. That's it. Right. And then, it, you know, the rest could come, you know, surprisingly easy. And then when things start to feel ease and flow in your life, it, it, we got to make sure that we don't try to self-sabotage that and be like, wait, no. this is too easy. Life has to be hard. The truth is life does not have to be hard. It's what you make of it. So if you're willing to always be met with resistance, it will always be a challenge. Yeah. So yeah, finding that freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, once you remove those beliefs and programming, you will no longer believe that it has to be hard because you've removed the programming that makes you believe that. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, Jade, this has been an incredible conversation and, and I, and I love the work you do and just really helping women to just free themselves. And, you know, with freedom comes confidence, confidence to be themselves, confidence to create the life that they love, confidence to show up in their relationships and, and feel so loved without conditions to feel loved in who they are and rooted in who they are and just really connecting with themselves on that soulful level because there's so much beauty within and there's so much love and joy and happiness and all the things we long for that we end up seeking externally like I said to fill those voids but yet everything you need is within and you have to spend that time to go find it and discover it and and live in those moments so I just want to thank you so much for being our guest and of course Tell, tell our listeners how they can find you and learn more about you and just, you know, work with you and all the good stuff because you're, what, what you're doing is so needed. And so, um, you know, it, it could feel like it's challenging, but yet that's the beautiful thing, knowing that you have somebody by your side. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So they can find me on my Instagram. It's um, jade underscore seto, S-E-T-H-O. Um, and you can find me, yeah, there. Send me a DM. I love to have a chat with people all the time. I've actually got my own podcast as well called Your Soul is Calling. So you can find me there as well. And yeah, that would probably be the two best ways to find me. Um, and I have a program, a group program called Soul Shift, um, which is all of this stuff that we've been talking about and the mindset. So it's a 12-week program that goes really deep into the layers and I also have another one which is mainly the energy work which is called Awaken Your Inner Master um, which is something that I'm really excited about that's launching next month as well but like I say if anyone wants to contact me message me let's have a chat I love to talk and I love to hear all about everything that's going on in their lives 
Well, this has been an incredible conversation. So thank you so much. And we look forward to following along with you on your journey. Lovely. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. Um, For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.